Hi, I'm Melissa from the Northeastern Melbourne Integrated Cancer Service, and I'm here to introduce you to the Common Path podcast. These have been developed to support people who have been diagnosed with cancer. Listening to this podcast will provide you with an opportunity to learn from others who have already experienced cancer. They share how they made decisions, what they learned along the way, what helped and what they wish they had known. In this podcast, you'll hear from three people who have been diagnosed with head and neck cancer. Greg was diagnosed with cancer that was located at the base of his tongue in 2010 and was treated with chemotherapy and radiotherapy. Lisa was diagnosed with cancer of the tongue in 2015 and received surgery, chemotherapy and radiotherapy. And Matt, who was diagnosed with cancer of the nasal cavity and sinus in 2016. To treat his cancer, he received surgery and radiotherapy. You can find information and support for people with head and neck cancer at beyond5.org.au. Each of the participants has their own story to tell and will bring their unique experiences to the discussion. In this first section, diagnosis, they start by talking about their own cancer diagnosis, how they reacted and how they coped. I'd woken up in the morning with, uh, one morning with a lump in the throat, um, which I had noticed and ended up having to get both um, an ultrasound and then a, a small biopsy. Returning to my GP a few days later to get the results, he had misread the report and consequently told me that I had lung cancer. Um, so he then immediately made an appointment for an oncologist for two days later. Um, and so when I walked into the oncologist and he said, what are you here for, which is that sort of style, um, he, I said, look, I've got lung cancer. And he said, no, you haven't. Um, your GP has misdiagnosed it. And he thought it might have been in the, the throat. There was an ENT, you know, throat surgeon um, in an adjoining office and I was able to get him to see him within half an hour. He did a scope and at the end of that said, I think I've found it. And so the consequence was that I'd gone from, in the space of an hour and a half or so, walking into the oncologist thinking that, you know, life was, was going to be pretty short and, and not too great through to suddenly finding it was a completely different diagnosis and we could start talking about treatment. I was diagnosed in uh, August of 2013 and uh, it was after a CT scan from six months of a sinus infection. You know, it was pure shock. Um, My diagnosis was of uh, adenocarcinoma, tumour, in my sinuses, so my left sinus. So I had a tumour that was... um, just near the bottom of my, coming out of my nose, uh, and then went in, going, growing up into my brain um, and into my left eye. So it was pretty substantial. Um, yeah, so shock. Yeah, night before I was going on a four-day, a long weekend with my wife. We flew to uh, Daydream Island, uh, which we'd had planned for quite a while, uh, and that was certainly a really good decision to, even though it was the night before, you know, hearing the diagnosis at nine o'clock in the evening, and then we were due to fly out to Daydream Island 4am the next morning. 
And just the decision is to do we tell my daughter, our daughter now, or do we just leave it? We go, pretend nothing's wrong, uh, which we ended up doing, um, and it gave us the time to process. I was actually at work and my specialist called, called me to give me the news um, and then I organised to go and see him after work and have a big uh, talk about the situation. And I took my mum with me just to go into it a lot further. I wasn't expecting it at all, but neither was he. He was very upset, actually, and even had the tests retested. I didn't write anything down. That's why I took my mother with me so that she'd ask things and remember things that I may not have. Um, but I did ask, yes, uh, lots of questions and got the ins and outs. In this section, Making Treatment Decisions, you'll hear about how they made decisions about their treatment and what were some of the issues they needed to think about. So my treatment consisted of, uh, in the end, uh, a very intensive um, period of chemo over uh, a couple of months and then radiotherapy over a few months. Um, at the time of the initial discussion about treatment, the oncologist, um, his phrase was pretty much, uh, we might give you a little bit of chemo before we start radiotherapy. Mm. And so he um, understated it enormously. Uh, and I, I, was, I had quite a shock when a couple of weeks prior they said, well, you're actually going to go into hospital for a week at a time and be on a drip 24 hours a day. Um, and you're going to do that three times. I was given two options, no treatment at all um, and radiation therapy and they said the tumour would keep growing and eventually kill me uh, or surgery and to remove the tumour and the prognosis was good. So uh, I chose to go ahead with the surgery. In the few weeks before treatment actually started, um, I guess that was my most anxious period um, because it's an unknown, because you know people talk about chemo and if you don't have any experience of it, then you have no idea what to expect at all. 